Well, good morning. It is Friday, September 15th, 2023. Friday, September 15th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Briefly, the death toll in Libya reached almost 12,000 today. And 10,000 are still missing in that flooding. Uh, But don't worry, global warming doesn't exist. That's what Republicans tell me. Um, And don't forget, uh, also, today is Friday, so don't forget to look for that flaming, Friday flaming ball of crap left on your doorstep when, uh, you know, politicians throw something out there in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour news cycle. Could come from anybody. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, that's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much. I really do. Have I said that to you? I just want to make sure you knew. Uh, If you can, please bring someone uh, with you today or this weekend. That would be awesome. And tweet to me. Questions or, you know, X to me, whatever it's called. Uh, Post to me. Questions, insight, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on formerly known as Twitter. As usual, let's start with the uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, actually, here in the United States, let's start with that. Uh, next week, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will attend the United Nations General Assembly in New York, where Biden plans to meet up with him, or he could meet up with him in the White House. Uh, Zelensky is expected to travel to Washington, D.C. after his stop in New York. Biden and Zelensky are both scheduled to address the General Assembly on Tuesday. Zelensky is planning to use an in-person appearance at the annual meeting to appeal for more support for Ukraine as it continues to wage a counteroffensive against Russia. And you know what? There are some good things happening in Ukraine. And he can use that to say that they are being very helpful and it's being effective and to thank everybody, which is what he will probably do. Uh, aside from an address to the uh, uh, to the assembly, he planned several meetings with other world leaders in New York. Uh, also, the Israeli government announced yesterday he will be meeting with uh, that Yahoo, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, when Zelensky visits the Capitol next Thursday, he will not address a, address a joint session of Congress as he did before and instead is expected to meet individually uh, with lawmakers and members of leadership. Uh, you know, the problem is some in the Republican Party want to cut funding for Ukraine. Yesterday, the U.S. Department of State announced sanctions over 150 individuals and entities in connection with Russia's unlawful invasion of Ukraine. Uh, The U.S. government is targeting uh, individuals and entities engaged in sanctions, uh, sanctions evasions and circumvention, those complicit in furthering Russia's uh, ability to wage its war against Ukraine and those responsible for bolstering Russia's future energy production. The Department of State is also uh, designating one of Russia's uh, intelligence services officer and one Georgian Russian oligarch whom the FSB has leveraged to influence Georgian society and politics for the benefit of Russia. Additionally, 
The department is designating numerous entities producing and repairing Russian weapon systems, including the caliber cruise missile used by Russian forces against cities and civilian in infrastructure in Ukraine, and an individual affiliated with the Wagner Group involved in the shipment of munitions from the uh, DPRK, uh, North Korea, uh, to the Russian Federation. Uh, the group of seven countries is expected to announce a ban on Russian diamonds in the next two to three weeks. Uh, we've talked about Russian diamonds. They have the best quality diamonds in the world. I'm not kidding. Uh, the uh, Natural diamonds, of course, is what I'm talking about. The traceability uh, burden is on the traders, manufacturers, so India does that already. However, it's going to change a little. They will have to uh, uh, be able to provide verification in order to sell to the G7. You need uh, the rough reference. When I say the rough reference, I'm talking about for the rough stone. Uh, the rough reference and prove the uh, link to the polished, right? In other words, uh, you have to prove that this rough, uh, this this rough, uh, excuse me, this polished stone came from a rough that did not come from Russia. Currently, once the Russian diamonds are cut and polished outside Russia they're considered originating from the nation that transformed them. That is going to change. The official said, we're talking about restructuring a global market, acknowledging that it will not immediately work perfectly. A Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia issued back-to-back -back entry bans this week for Russian registered cars after the European Commission clarified that existing regulations prohibit the import of transfer of goods originating in Russia. Uh, I, I, I guess what they're saying is people buy cars in Russia and they, they use them in other countries when uh, um, there's plenty of cars to be bought in those other countries. Uh, Estonia Interior Minister uh, Lori uh, uh, Lanemets said yesterday, these cars will have to be confiscated. We have to come to that. He asked, why do cars with Russian license plates drive in Estonia? If these cars are constantly moving here, maybe they should be registered in Estonia. Uh, Lithuania's customs chief charges and have uh, chief, I'm, oh boy, boy, I'm having trouble reading this morning, aren't I? Lithuania's uh, custom chiefs, Darius Vronis, issued a similar warning on Wednesday that drivers may face charges and have their vehicles confiscated for failing to comply with instructions. Some are saying this hurts expatriates who do not support Russia. Uh, Dmitry Wakadoodle Medvedev called for a suspension of diplomatic relations. Uh, senior diplomats and defense officials of South Korea and the, uh, the United States agreed military cooperation between North Korea and Russia is a serious violation of UN sanctions and the allies would ensure there is a price to pay. South Korean uh, Vice Foreign Minister Chang Ho Jin said, we agreed to work together to ensure there is a price to pay for the grave violation of Security Council resolutions. Uh, Russia has said that they have not violated any resolutions 
and they will uh, abide by the Security Council. But they've said stuff like that before and lied. So I don't expect them to actually abide by anything. Uh, Romania has imposed additional flight restrictions in part of its airspace along uh, the Ukrainian border as Russian attacks on Ukraine's Danube River ports have intensified fears of a spillover on nearby Romanian territory. An order from the Romanian Defense Ministry yesterday banned piloted and unmanned aircraft from flying within 30 kilometers, which is like 19 miles, of the border with Ukraine at an altitude of less than 4,000 meters, uh, uh, which is more than 13,000 feet. The ministry said, given the intensifying Russian attacks on Ukraine's river ports, measures to extend restrictions were necessary uh, to ensure a more efficient monitoring and control of airspace. Uh, Turkey's energy minister has publicly questioned for the first time the need for a new natural gas hub that Russian President Putin proposed last year. Remember, we talked about that in several news stories. Uh, uh, Bayraktar said, do we need an additional trading platform? We can have that, no problem. But what we suggest to our Russian colleagues is that they analyze the power exchange that exists today. In other words, yeah, maybe we don't need that with the, with the kind of rules that you have. Uh, Moscow says its forces destroyed two Ukrainian naval drones in the southwest part of the Black Sea. Russian Defense Ministry said its air defenses shot down 11 drones overnight over the peninsula and did not mention damage. But those two naval drones, maybe they weren't telling the truth that they destroyed them. Uh, a Ukrainian intelligence source says a sea drone damaged a small Russian missile ship near Crimea, which was contradicting the Russian account that the attack was repelled. Uh, Ukraine's Air Force said uh, Russia fired 17 kamikaze drones at the uh, Menetsky region, home to the Starokostyaniv Air Base, which has been attacked repeatedly during the war. A regional uh, official, Sergei Tiran, said the debris of downed drones damaged 12 homes and broke school windows but hurt no one. Colonel uh, Yuri Inat said in televised comments, Kimenetsky region was attacked. We understand that the enemy is looking for where the command has hidden our bombers after the events that happened recently in the sea near Crimea. Uh, in other words, uh, this attack was a response for Wednesday when Ukraine conducted a missile strike on a shipyard in Sevastopol, seriously damaging a, a, a ship and a submarine. Uh, Kiev says its drones attacked two Russian patrol ships operating in the Black Sea and destroyed a sophisticated Triumph surface-to-air missile defense system in Russian-occupied Crimea. The Yevpatroya attack was orchestrated through the use of aerial drones and Neptune uh, domestic missiles per Anton Goroshenko, a Ukrainian official writing on a a telegram channel. Uh, Yevpatroya is the coastal city in the west of occupied Crimea, we mentioned, was it yesterday? That is across the bay from Sevastopol. 
Uh, military. Analysts described the loss of such equipment as a tactical failure by Russia. This means that they are one step closer, closer to taking out the Kerch Strait Bridge. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. So it has begun. The United Auto, Auto Workers, the UAW uh, under union leader, Sean Fain, has begun their strike. The initial wave of strike hit uh, select Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis facilities. UAW members of General Motors, uh, Wentzville's Assembly in Missouri, Ford's Michigan Assembly, and Stellantis Toledo Assembly in Ohio were the first to walk off the jobs on Friday. And additional locals will be called on to strike as negotiations continue. Fain said in a speech late yesterday, We've been working hard trying to reach a deal for economic and social justice for our members. We have been firm. We are committed to winning an agreement with the big three that reflects the incredible sacrifice and contributions UAW members have made to these companies. The money is there. The cause is righteous, the world is watching, and the UAW is ready to stand up. This is our, our defining moment. As we discussed yesterday, the Big Three's offers are woefully inadequate. Back during the recession, the unions gave up a lot so the automakers could survive. Now that the Big Three are back and very profitable, the union wants back what they gave up to keep those companies afloat. It was their hard work and sweat investment that saved those companies. Ford CEO Jim Farley, who brought in nearly $21 million in total compensation last year, told CNN that the UAW's push for near 40% wage increase would put us out of business a claim that Fain dismissed as a joke. The guy makes $21 million in compensation. Why? Fain repeated what he has said before from the picket lines outside Ford's Michigan Assembly plant. The cost of labor for a vehicle is 5% of the vehicle. They could double our wages and not raise the price of vehicles, and they would still make billions of dollars. It's a lie like everything else that comes out of their mouths. Between 2013 and 2022, according to an uh, Economic Policy Institute analysis released this week, the big three automakers saw roughly $250 billion in total profits, an increase of 92% and the company's CEOs received a 40% pay increase. The automakers also rewarded shareholders with the $66 billion in dividend payouts and stock buybacks. Need I remind you, like I always do, most rich shareholders never worked a day in their lazy-ass life. Over all this time, to keep the companies afloat, wages declined 19%. This evening, the UAW is planning to hold what Fane dubbed as a mass rally outside of the of a Ford building in downtown Detroit, where U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders is expected to appear. Feel the burn. Uh, Biden had a speech yesterday in Largo, Maryland. I, you know, I know Largo. I, I grew up not far from there. I dated a girl from there when I was younger. 
Uh, Biden accused Trump and Republicans of wanting to cut taxes for the wealthiest Americans and corporations, gut Social Security and Medicare, and end cost-saving measures for the middle class. All true. He dubbed it Maganomics. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Biden warned Republicans' economic plan is more extreme than anything America has ever seen before. Biden said the country should know the facts. They should know the choice between Bidenomics and Maganomics. We've uh, climbed out of our great economic crisis. It's beginning to work for the working people. And I will say, it's still bad. But with the IRA, it should be getting better soon. I mean, things have to take, take hold, right? Biden rallied against Republicans for supporting a failed plan of trickle-down economics, which we've discussed many many times. Uh, Also, trying to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act, which allows Medicare to negotiate lower drug prescription costs, and wanting to slash government spending so dramatically that it would reduce research for cancer and Alzheimer's disease by $4 billion dollars. And we've discussed the failed trickle-down economics before. The only trickling down that happens is down the leg of those millionaires and billionaires who masturbate over their piles of money. I know, disgusting sight, isn't it? Biden also warned about the immediate future, that Republicans are threatening to shut down government if they don't get their way. Biden wants Congress to adopt a short-term funding measure before the end of the uh, month to avert a shutdown when the current fiscal year ends. Biden also slammed Republicans for eliminating his plan to cancel student loan debt, proposing cuts to Pell Grants, and opposing an extension of child tax credits for families that helped reduce child poverty during the pandemic. Ahead of Biden's speech, the White House distributed a pamphlet with the label Maganomics, highlighted by the faces of three hardline Republicans, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and Matt Gates. You know, we're moving on. We have beaten this dead horse again and again. Everyone knows this is partisan, and the Republican Party is doing this because they have criminals in charge of their party, and they have to somehow tie Biden to criminal activity instead of getting down to business in Congress and doing what the people need. I mean, if they just did what the people need, they could, they could get elected instead of, instead, instead of fighting against Biden and, and making Biden look, trying to make Biden look bad. Uh, Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has been indicted by special counsel David Weiss in connection with a gun he purchased in 2018, the first time in U.S. history the Justice Department has charged the child of a sitting president. Eh, Wait a minute. Didn't... uh, Did one of Trump's children get indicted? Huh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's true. Oh, oh, well, that was after uh, Trump. Right, that was after Trump was uh, no longer uh, after Trump was president. Right, maybe that's it. Uh, the three charges are lying on an ATF form when he bought the gun by falsely swearing that he wasn't addicted to illegal drugs or using illegal drugs. 
drugs, lying to the federally licensed gun dealer in Wilmington where he bought the gun and illegally possessing the gun while using drugs or being addicted to drugs. Court filings show that a summons was issued yesterday for him to appear in court for an initial appearance on the charges, though it's unclear when and where the initial appearance would take place. Hunter Biden's lawyer, Abe Lowell, claimed the indictment was a result of political pressure, which is, you know, duh. Of course, that's what it is. It's a dull moment. Um, that is the only, uh, uh, that is the only thing it is, Lowell said. Hunter Biden possessing an unloaded gun for 11 days was not a threat to public safety, but a, but a prosecutor with all the power imaginable bending to political pressure presents a grave threat to our justice system. But as I pointed out last month, me, as I pointed out, and I like to point this out because numerous times I'm way ahead of the curve. <laughs> as I pointed out last month, long before the news media ever pointed it out, the gun possession law Hunter Biden is accused of breaking is already on shaky legal ground after an August ruling by an appeals court covering three southern states that declared the statute unconstitutional. Remember, we did this story long before anyone else did it. Republicans are going to use Hunter Biden to solidify gun, uh, gun rights. Uh, Biden needs to jump in and challenge that decision um, to show he's pro-gun restrictions, even if it hurts his son. This is the perfect time to do it. Last month, a New Orleans-based federal appeals court struck down the decades-old law, saying it violated the Second Amendment in a case concerning a man who was convicted under it in 2022. As we said a month ago, before anyone in the news media said anything, Circuit Judge Jerry Smith, a Ronald Reagan appointee, wrote for the three-judge panel. In short, our history and tradition may support some limits on an intoxicated person's right to carry a weapon, but it does not justify disarming a sober citizen based exclusively on his past drug usage. I, let's, not, let's not forget, the gun was also uh, that uh, Hunter Biden had, had no ammo in it for 11 days. It was a paperweight. <laughs> anyway, uh, the judge went on. Nor do more generalized traditions of disarming dangerous persons support this restriction on nonviolent drug users. The ruling by the Fifth Circuit, which oversees Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas, means that other defendants convicted under the law in those states could seek to bring new challenges to their convictions. But Biden is not in that jurisdiction, so his lawyers would have to bring their own challenge from the ground up. This means it could take a lot longer for that to go through. Like, it could be a couple of years. Uh, remember how politicians parse their words? Well, remember that before I tell you this story. They parse them like mob bosses parse their words. Hey, hey, Johnny. You know, I'd hate to see, you know, all these items in your store damaged if you don't pay me protection. You know, that kind of thing. 
Uh, yesterday, Trump said he did not order a Mar-a-Lago staffer to delete security video at the center of an investigation into whether he mishandled classified documents. Uh, Trump uh, was on Meet the Press. He told moderator uh, Kirsten Walker, that's false. Pressed by Walker about whether he would testify to that under oath, Trump said, sure, I'm going to. I'll testify. He added, but more importantly, the tapes weren't deleted. In other words, there was nothing done to them. And they were my tapes. I could have fought them. I didn't even have to give them the tapes. I don't think. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> uh, Trump can say this because he, he never orders anything directly. He can say he didn't order them to do it. Instead, he might say something like, you know, the feds just subpoenaed those tapes over there. It would be a shame if they had been accidentally deleted. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> the indictment alleged Nauta and Dale Oliveira, who have both been charged with obstruction of justice, told the third staff member that the boss had requested that the security video be deleted. On the statement that the tapes were never deleted, we've repeated this example. If you go into a bank with a note that says, give me all your money, and the teller says, nope, move on buddy and you walk out without a penny you still did the crime doesn't matter that the tapes weren't erased you asked for them to be erased in the interview trump also claimed he could have pardoned himself not sure if that would stick but that's what he claimed uh but you can bet if he's elected he will do it he will pardon himself he claimed he wouldn't but he will <laughs> Uh, yesterday, Special Counsel Jack Smith's office rejected Trump's push for U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin to step aside from the federal criminal case related to his bid to subvert the 2020 election. In a 20-page filing, prosecutors said Trump had failed to show any bias by Chutkin against Trump despite allusions she made to him in a pair of sentencing proceedings against Capitol riot defendants in 2021 and 2022. Rather, argued senior assistant special counsels Molly uh, Gaston and Thomas Wyndham, Trump cherry-picks from Chutkin's quotes at those hearings to cast accurate and appropriate statements as inappropriate commentary. Because the defendant's motion fails to establish any bias by the court, much less the deep-seated antagonism required for recusal, the court has a duty to continue to oversee this proceeding. And as we said about her statement, they also said the same thing that we said. I, I love it when I'm way ahead of the game. The court did not state that the defendant was legally or morally culpable for the events of January 6th or that he deserved punishment. Remember, she never mentioned his name. She never said that he did it. They also pointed out what you and I pointed out, that like all D.C.-based federal judges have presided over dozens of cases stemming from the January 6th attack on the Capitol, and in many of them, defendants have pointed to Trump himself as motivator for their conduct, and they've all commented on it. You couldn't find a judge in the country that hasn't commented on it. Uh... In fact, the court's judicial statements reveal that when individuals being sentenced attempted to mitigate 
their culpability, including by assigning, assigning blame to defendant Trump, the court rejected their argument and responded that it had no bearing on those cases. Uh, Chutkin has asked Trump's attorneys to respond. <laughs> this is going nowhere. This is just another delay tactic. Uh, moving on to Nevada. Abortion bans by Republican legislators across the U.S. have pushed pro-choice defenders to pass their own state laws or change the Constitution. Each and every time, Republicans have fought against your right to health care. Nevadans for uh, Reproductive Freedom, a coalition including Planned Parenthood, NARAL, Pro-Choice Nevada, and Indivisible Northern Nevada said it filed a petition with the Secretary of State's office to include on the 2024 election ballots a referendum that would enshrine abortion access in the state's constitution. Nevada is not one of the states that has passed restrictions on women's rights to health care or abortion bans, but advocates want to make it harder to weaken the state law that protects abortion access up to 24 weeks of pregnancy. The constitutional amendment proposed by the coalition would say the state may not penalize, prosecute, or take adverse action against any individual based on the outcome of a pregnancy of the individual or against any licensed healthcare provider who acts consistent with the applicable scope and practice of providing reproductive healthcare services to an individual who has granted their voluntary consent. It would also ban any abortion restrictions before the point in pregnancy when physicians determine a fetus is viable, generally around 23 or 24 weeks of pregnancy. The coalition has until uh, June 26, 20, 2024, to gather 103,000 signatures. They will gather them in a month easily. Uh, from registered voters, in support of placing the proposed amendment on ballots, it would need to pass with a simple majority next year to appear again on the 2026 ballots as two separate votes are needed to amend the Constitution. A referendum votes in states including Montana, Kansas, and Kentucky last year showed that voters in states across the country, including those that lean Republican, also back abortion rights. Uh, this November, voters in Ohio will vote on whether to codify the right to abortion care in the state constitution. Organizers in Arizona, Florida, Missouri, Nebraska, Colorado, Idaho, and South Dakota have also launched campaigns to give voters a say on abortion care by placing referendums on the 2024 ballot. I also, by the way, in Nevada, 62% of respondents uh, to a poll said they support uh, the right to an abortion for anyone for any reason. Uh, moving on. So in 2006, ExxonMobil acknowledged fossil fuel greenhouse gas emissions was linked to climate change. So that means they stopped spreading the lies, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Newly released documents show otherwise. The documents released are email exchanges between executives, board meeting conversations, and other company proceedings. They reveal that during his tenure as CEO, Rex Tillerson joined other Exxon leaders in questioning the severity of climate change's impacts. Uh, the company scientists, meanwhile, supported research that questioned the findings of mainstream climate science. 
despite Exxon's pledge to stop bankrolling think tanks and other groups peddling climate denial. Even after they admitted it, they had to cater to their bottom line, make money no matter what, lie about everything. Again, Dodge v. Ford. After scientists with the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, uh, the IPCC, sounded the alarm in 2011 about the potentially devastating global impacts of runaway warming, Tillerson told a leading Exxon researcher that the IPCC's, IPCC's warning was not credible and complained about the media coverage of the potentially dire scenario. Tillerson wanted to engage with IPC to influence the group. In addition to gathering info, Tillerson also dismissed the Paris Climate Agreement 2% warming target as something magical. Richard Wiles, president of the Center for Climate Integrity, said in a statement that this damning new evidence of Exxon's climate lies shows that for decades it has been official camp company policy for executives to undermine climate science, minimize the danger of their oil and gas business, and protect company profits at all costs, with no concern for the catastrophic impact their actions would have on humanity. They are like Bond villains, except they want to destroy the world instead of destroying humanity. I ever notice how Bond villains were always actually the good guys? The world was being destroyed by humans, so they, the plan was always to destroy most of the humans. <laughs> anyway, Wiles argued that the documents provide more evidence for dozens of states, cities, and counties that are currently suing Exxon and other fossil fuel giants over their decades-long effort to deceive the public about climate change. The new reporting could also heighten pressure on the Biden Justice Department to join the legal fight against big oil, uh, which I'm surprised he has not yet done. And uh, but, but of course, that's going to cause it, make it difficult for him to get elected. In late July, a group of progressive U.S. senators led by Bernie Sanders urged the Department of Justice to sue fossil fuel giants for violating federal racketeering laws, truth in advertising laws, consumer protect, protection laws, and potentially other laws. Eh, maybe they'll get to it after they convict Hunter Biden. Who knows? <laughs> Elon Musk could be in trouble. I, we asked, you and I asked the same question. Three Democratic members of the Senate Armed Services Committee are asking Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin for answers about whether Elon Musk or other commercial satellite providers disabled or restricted the Ukrainian military's access to communication networks and whether the Defense Department has the authority to intervene. In a letter sent Friday, Democratic Senators uh, Jeannie Shaheen and New Hampshire uh, 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 Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts and uh, Tammy Duckworth of Illinois asked Austin to clarify what had occurred. The differing versions of events further highlights the confusing uh, confusion uh, surrounding uh, the circumstances of the reported incident. They wrote, the confusion over what actually happened during the Ukrainian attack and Mr. Musk's specific role demands answers. And I have, uh, and I have personally have seen at least three different stories of what happened that day. Uh, the senators 
Uh, one of them was from Musk, so you probably can't believe that. Uh, the senator said Musk's decision provided de facto protection to the Russian military, which has continued to launch attacks against civilians and infrastructure and enforce an embargo on grain shipments in the Black Sea. They wrote, the report raises serious concerns about whether Mr. Musk has personally intervened to undermine a key U.S. partner at a critical juncture. And if so, how and why he was allowed to do so and what actions the Department of Defense will take or has taken to address these actions and prevent further dangerous meddling and whether further legislation is needed for the Department of Defense to effectively pursue these ends. We are deeply concerned with the with the ability and willingness of, a, of SpaceX to interrupt their service at Mr. Musk's whim and for the purpose of handcuffing a sovereign country's self-defense, effectively defending Russian interests. The Democratic chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee, Jack Reed of Rhode Island, also questioned the role of Musk's business interests in U.S. national security. Reed said in a statement yesterday, Serious national security liability issues have been exposed and the committee is engaged on this issue. Neither Elon Musk nor any private citizen can have the last word when it comes to U.S. national security. We've got to look at the broader satellite market and the role of government outsourcing, the outsized role Mr. Musk and his company have taken on here, and the Pentagon's actions and contractual arrangement. Musk has some splaining to do, and I'm sure he's going to be doing a dance this weekend on Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, don't forget, Friday, it's Friday. Don't forget Friday's flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. That's when politicians throw something out there in the Friday news cycle in the hopes, Friday or Saturday, Friday night, Saturday, maybe, in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour news cycle, that nobody will pay attention to it, that, eh, it's the weekend. Let's not pay attention to that very important story over there that that politician did because they don't want you to know about it. Let's not pay attention to it. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, September 15th, 2023. Friday, September 15th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you. Have I said that today? I really appreciate you. Bring someone with you today or this weekend. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. You can tweet to me or X to me or exclaim to me uh, questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on uh, formerly known as Twitter. Maybe you want to sick your sick friends at me. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.